You're listening to episode number five of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewing Julia Stanton of Design by JRS about sustainable design, especially how brands can be more sustainable as designers, how we can be more sustainable, and what to know about greenwashing and some of the other cause marketing tactics that make it very confusing to figure out if a brand is good for the planet. I hope you enjoy the episode and let us know what you think. Kiss my aesthetic, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, brand designer, creative, and social media junkie, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. And I'm here to share strategies, hacks, and know-how on branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship for the online-minded small business owner. In this podcast, I'll be sharing interviews, solo episodes, and even more to help you up-level your brand by turning your visions into visuals and connecting with your ideal audience online. Let's get to today's episode. You can introduce yourself again. Yes. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Julia, aka JRS. Um, I own a branding studio called Designed by JRS. uh, And I uh, do mostly branding, but offer other design services. And I try to um, be a conscious uh, graphic designer and in my everyday life as well. Yeah. And we were covering some really great topics about like brand loyalty and brands that do a really good job with their sustainable practices. Um, but we also didn't get the chance to touch on two things, which are very hot topics right now in like branding world. Um, and those are cause marketing and greenwashing. So I'd love for you to define each of those, what the difference is, which one's good and which one's maybe not so good, and Mm -hmm. how, as designers, we can be aware of and better educate our clients on on the difference. So let's start with cause marketing, and then we'll do greenwashing. Awesome. Okay, so cause marketing is sort of an overarching term um, referring to brands aligning themselves with a cause, whether that be environmental, ethical, social, um, in order to, you know, in for lack of a better word, like make themselves look good, make them look like they care. And oftentimes this is the case and they do care and whatever cause they're supporting does benefit um, from their efforts. But Um, other times, not so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's when we get into greenwashing territory. (laughs) Just tell us what greenwashing means. So greenwashing is basically, um, when a brand presents themselves as a sustainable company in order to win over customer favor. And most of the time they are not practicing what they preach and they're just using sustainability as a marketing technique. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of the examples of like greenwashing would be all natural versus Mm -hmm. organic, right? Or locally made, but they're not locally sourced. Mm -hmm. I know I was thinking about a great example is like, I'm not trying to call out any brands here, but I am at the same time. (laughs) We're in the Facebook group. Everything's up for discussion. (laughs) So I was thinking about like, Tyson chicken, you know, which is like infamously not a fabulous brand, but and how they have like they use the color green 
on their mm-hmm. packaging to make you think that this is an all natural product. Mm-hmm. And in reality, and I'm going to talk about this more in a little bit, but they are very not transparent in their in their um their process and their factories. And if you notice, they only show um, process photos from like the 1920s of farmers in fields with cows and stuff. So I think they're an example of greenwashing. <laughs> That's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> um, another good example, my mom sees this all the time in interior design of like products. They're like, oh yeah, it's super safe and healthy for your kids. When like, if your three-year-old is like chewing on a pillow, and that has got like dyes and harsh chemicals and is fabric treated with all these things that are horrible for the environment. And also they're made overseas. And then now we're paying all the transportation fees and polluting the earth to get that product to you so that you can have it for $4.99. Like it doesn't make a ton of sense. So I think that's another example of greenwashing. And it can be really difficult as a consumer to know which companies are legit and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any kind of like suggestions for people who want to be better conscious consumers how they can like fact check or do a deep dive like what things should they look for when trying to figure out if a brain a brain a brand is sustainable or not yeah so um the number one thing i always look for when searching for sustainable brands is transparency so basically like how i was just talking about with tyson they never let you see into their process, into their facilities. Everything's really like hush hush. So you want to look for companies that show you into their process, into their factories, and are honest about you know how their product is helping the environment, but also honest about how maybe it's not a fully sustainable product. You know, maybe there's downsides. Um, and also like, don't be afraid to like question everything or you know if you see like a weird ingredient look it up or Mm -hmm. do a little bit of research or con like fill out the contact form in the comp like it's just that little extra bit of research that goes Mm -hmm. into it yeah and then there's also i think a really great moment happening right now where there's this like new wave entrepreneurship on Instagram. We talked a little bit about like the millennial consumer and what they care about and how, Mm -hmm. when you do rep a brand that you love, like there's some pride in it, especially if it's like locally made, locally owned, sustainably sourced or women owned or whatever, like whatever those values are that you value, there's some really great um, consistency in how you present yourself. And I think we're seeing that also with like makers markets and farmers markets and like, the benefit of doing that versus shopping like a big box store or a big grocer, like food is a really good example of this. Um, can you think of any, maybe even in your hometown where they're like, they're doing a great job at, at showcasing like the local great brands. Mm -hmm. I have, um, a few consignment shops in my town, like thrifted clothes and stuff that I don't know. I've always just wanted to like, go in and be like, can I do your design? Yeah. (laughs) Can I do, which, I mean, I guess I could outreach. Totally. Um, I just feel like some people need, like, there's so, there's so many amazing local businesses and companies Mm -hmm. that could totally utilize design and to the fullest extent, like, but Mm -hmm. um, my, 
like a phrase I wanted to talk about that is yeah. super important in this whole process is, and I 100% behind this, is voting with your dollar. Amen. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, you might have heard of this before. And basically, kind of like how we talked about on the Instagram live, voting with your dollar has the same premise that whatever you're buying, you're like literally putting money into that company. You are yep. investing in that company, whether you, you know, are consciously aware of this or not, you are supporting them. So when you're buying from conscious companies, local companies, you know, it says something about you, you know, right. you are voting for these yeah. companies, you're investing in them. I think that's well, you're, really important. You're also by choosing something that better aligns with your values, you're also phasing out the stuff that doesn't. So mm -hmm. if everyone that walked into a grocery store bought almond milk instead of dairy milk, then dairy milk would not be making sales and we wouldn't have dairy milk anymore. Mm -hmm. Like whether you drink milk or not, or almond milk or not, like almond milk also arguably not the best for the environment. There's That's also confusing to me, but that's a great example of like, okay, I'm going to buy this packaging because it's glass instead of this packaging because it's plastic. And that's like a micro decision that if everyone did these micro decisions, we'd have a much larger impact on the planet. Yeah, I know. I always have, I always have a lot of people saying to me when I bring up topics of sustainability is like the idea of I'm just one person. This is mm -hmm. just one piece of plastic that I bought, you know, someone else is going to buy this piece of plastic, even if I didn't. And it's, I'm always like, if everyone had the same mindset as you, obviously nothing's going to get better. Change. Yeah. You, the, I am such a believer of the power of an individual and, you know, no big movement starts with everybody rushing towards some, you know, it starts as a slow trickle with a Grassroots. few people that have an idea and act on it. Totally. Um, so the power of an individual is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was, that came up for me like two weeks ago. I went to go buy a new car and I really wanted a Fiat and I didn't even know that they had an electric version. And I was like, well, heck yeah, I want the electric one. Like, no. why not? Like, and I get that that's not a choice that everybody can make, but like, I don't commute. So like, I'm a great candidate for a car that only goes 80 miles yeah. <laughs> an 80 mile range. Right. And it's no big deal. Like, and then I get priority parking. Like I was stoked for that. So that's they're, cool. There are opportunities to find those like mutually beneficial little teeny tiny swaps. But the one that you actually inspired me to do was you did a whole little so like series on your Instagram stories about makeup wipes. And I was notorious for always having makeup wipes because I was traveling and I'm not like a big skincare person. So I was just like, yeah, wipe, throw it away, done. And you brought up this great product called the makeup eraser towel, like microfiber towel. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a try. Why not? It's on Amazon. Bought it. Works amazing. You just I throw it in the wash when you're done. I was like, this is wild. Because even with makeup wipes, you're just like, like scrubbing your like mascara off your face and your face is irritated. So like that yeah. still wasn't a good solution for me. And then per your suggestion, I was like, you know what? Like this is bomb. And now I've just eliminated all the trash I was creating from every single individual makeup wipe. And then also the packaging of the makeup wipes. 
Mm-hmm. I know. So, and you're saving money. Yeah. yeah. And saving money yeah. for the environment. It's just awesome. So like, that's the kind of stuff, like for me, again, like a micro decision that as a designer, like I'm super now attentive to packaging and like textures and like printing effects and all that stuff. Um, so what are your other like suggestions for just really simple swaps anybody could make designer or not that would have a better impact on, on the environment? Yeah. So yeah, the first one, that's probably one of the easiest and you're also saving money. It's like such, it's like a mindless decision. Like why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Um, some other ones, um, cloth napkins instead of paper napkins, um, or you just using a dish towel instead of a paper towel to wipe up something. That's super, super easy. Also a big advocate of buying used clothes instead of new, or as you pointed out, renting your clothes. Yep. It's <laughs> yeah. so fun. Yeah. And, um, Again, it's probably going to be cheaper too. And it's just a better option to avoid all the emissions and the footprint that comes with clothing production. Totally. And there's quite a few great apps for that, uh, which I'll definitely be talking about on my channel or on my Instagram. Cool. Another super easy one, which I find with a lot of people they aren't doing, and it's so easy. Uh, If you have leftovers, if you just cut up fruit or vegetables, throw it in Tupperware instead of a plastic baggie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's such a simple one, but I find that people immediately reach for plastic when they go to like put away their food. And I'm like, wait, but put it in your Tupperware. You my know? family is notorious for this. My whole, like my whole childhood was like, our refrigerator was just a whole bunch of plastic bags. <laughs> just yeah. like, if you made like, if you made salad, if you made chicken, if you made spaghetti, like I remember being a kid, like grabbing the zip giant gallon zip yes. of spaghetti out of the refrigerator. Yes, I know. And it's just like, why not put it in top? Like, and then people mm-hmm. will be like, like, I can't fit the rest of this cucumber in Tupperware. And I'm like, cut it up. you're gonna cut it up anyway you're gonna chew it up and eat it (laughs) I know so it's just like simple little like try to really think about the little actions you're doing you don't even think about like pulling out a plastic bag to put your leftovers in no that's such a good point yeah and then the last super easy swap is something um I love to do which is use uh, your newspaper as wrapping paper. That's <laughs> so I do this like every Christmas. Basically, I just start gathering newspaper in like November. And then I wrap everybody's presents in Thank newspaper. And it's kind of like also an aesthetic, you know? Yes, totally. Your presents wrapped in newspaper. You know, the um, brand that we didn't even talk about that is such a good example of this is Lush. Yes. Because they wrap oh, all their products. Right. You can even get their products, their gifts wrapped in silk scarves. So they source like vintage and stuff, silk scarves, or they have like fashion remnants, things like this of silk, and they will oh. wrap your presents and they're beautiful. And then when you unwrap it, you can keep that scarf and like tie it on your bag, wear it your, around your house, like use that it as a cool. like, Oh fun. my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I never heard of that. I love mm-hmm. Lush because they have go um, for the whole refillable idea, which I think is super important in the beauty industry is the idea of refillables. But I am not- animal testing. Yes, true. And all of their products are like ingestible safe. So like Mm -hmm. you can eat anything. I mean, well, it tastes good. There's a lot of like 
like Castile soap and things. Like you don't eat yeah. their shampoo, but you could. Like their face masks are all totally edible. I know. I had like a coffee one. That it was like started. literal coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> coffee grounds on my face. I love Lush. Oh my god. Me too. I um, went into also another great example of a brand that loves to educate their consumer. Like I went into a Lush in Rome, Italy, just because I love going in there and talking to people. And there was this like fabulous gay man with like the most beautiful beard you've ever seen. And he was like, honey, we're gonna do this for you and this for you. And this is so good. And this is gonna make your hair so shiny. And like, I could just sit there and listen to him all day because he loved their products and he loved teaching people about them. Like education was such a huge component of like, and I won't even call it a sales strategy. He wasn't even trying to pressure me into sales. He's just like, let me tell you how amazing this is. And I not know. so much easier sell than walking into a drugstore and being like, I have 8,000 choices and I have to try to pick like a lip stain. Like, no. I know. I've had a similar experience at lunch where they like rub the stuff on your hands and everything. And I like it. I think it's like the idea of like being a super educated buyer. You know, you're not coming in all you know, naive and you're just like picking something out, like based on price, you know, right. you're, you're gaining knowledge about the products before you buy them. And like we just said on Instagram about Madewell, now I'm here talking about it. Like yeah. they're getting mileage out of it because now I'm bringing up their brand again in front of an audience that cares about the things that they care about. Like they don't, they're not paying me. Like I'm just sharing because it it's, it's a great brand, you know? I know. And I'm the same way advertising all these products that work for me on Instagram and I have absolutely zero affiliation with them you know I just had a great experience with their product and that's reflecting well on them totally totally um let's run through some of the examples you listed a, a great list on here we talked about Patagonia already we talked about mm -hmm. pa package free shop tell me about Everlane okay so Everlane is a clothing company I just discovered like I literally have a package of theirs sitting right awesome. next to me. I just bought something from there, but I was buying from them initially because they were an ethical company. They were super about radical transparency and um, about their pricing and about the working conditions and where your clothing is coming from, how much it costs to make it. And I was like, wow, look at this. And you know, it's a little bit on the expensive side, but you get what you pay for. I mean, the right. pants I got were beautiful quality and I was, so happy when they came in and the packaging zero plastic love it it was just everything was in this giant paper bag and cool. it was wrapped in just a paper strap and that's it no plastic i was like oh yes <laughs> that's what we like to see that's what we like to see tell me about four days so four days is another clothing company and um which I have yet to try, but I've heard such good things about it. So I put it down as a resource and they're claiming to have the first closed loop clothing production. So where you're bringing your clothes back and they're recreating them into something else. And then, you know, when you bring something back, you get something new. I really like the idea of having a cycle because nature is cyclical. And yes. so our market should reflect that. Right. Completely. Yeah. Um, Marley's Monsters. So Marley's Monsters is, um, has another, it's another great resource for like waste free items or waste less items. So I think that's a great place for like 
if you're looking for um, cloth items like cloth napkins or cloth dish towels, uh -huh. um, paper towels. Great. And then you have two more on here, a better source. And then mm -hmm. there's a green designers Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> How have I not heard of this? <laughs> so, yeah. So a better source is a great resource for designers and also brands. So it basically lists, there's like pages of different companies that have sustainable paper packaging uh, food and beverage packaging. It's a great resource to refer your clients to or to go through it yourself and look for whatever their product or project has and then send that link to them. And then, yes, there is a Green Designers Facebook group. I think it's run by Little Fox Design Studio. Okay. So that's the link to the group. And cool. I, I just so believe in the idea of surrounding yourself with people that care about the same things as you equally and so that's because then you share important. ideas and workshop things and then like conversations yeah. like what you and i just had are sparking me to think about my client that i'm working on their jewelry packaging and they're really all about like confidence and inspiring confidence and being bold and being feminine but not letting feminine compromise like being fierce right so like yeah. there is some synergy there too with their packaging of like, how can we, there's a confidence in knowing that you're investing in a brand that aligns with your goals. So like, how can we incorporate like a more sustainable packaging options for them in a way that also helps them tell the story of their brand? Yeah, so that might be something you wanna look into for them because there's a great packaging um, section on a better source. Great, cool. How can everyone find you? Where can they connect with you? If they want to work with you, how does how can they get to you? <laughs> yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram at Design by JRS. Uh, you can also find me on my website, um, www.designbyjrs.com. I am, as I was saying, transforming into a branding studio, but we will be like officially open, I guess, March 1st. Yay! So, um, I'm taking on work for the future. So if you want to hit me up about that, I am totally open to talking about it. And everybody, Julia's in the Facebook group, obviously. So if you have sustainability questions, if you have a brand, if you have packaging, if you have a trade show or an event that you're putting on and you want to incorporate anything sustainable, she's going to be a great resource for you. So ask her the questions. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> thank you. So All right, thank you for having me. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. For more information, please visit mkwcreative.co slash kmapod or follow along on every social media channel at mkwcreative.co. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group by the same name, Kiss My Aesthetic, and to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Catch you next time.